all year, throughout all football season, every week, on a week-by-week basis, we've been given medals, gold, silver, bronze. Somebody's got to be off the podium to the four teams in the ACC from the state of North Carolina. And they've been very uh, segmented, right? It's like, hey, here's our week four medals, and it's just Mm -hmm. based on what you did in week four. Here's our week five medals. Well, with it being the new year and with bowl games all except the national championship being done, it's time to go year-end. Time to go year-end podium, starting with off the podium. And if you are on uh, watching us on our WRAL Sports Fan uh, video stream, you can catch the podium on the video board behind me. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube at a later date, you can catch it on the video board behind me. Uh, off the podium, Wake Forest. This was the first year in a long time they felt unstable. And a lot of that has to do with the quarterback position. So the first time in a long time they just didn't have kind of that, hold on, he'll figure it out, guy at quarterback. Uh, maybe over, I mean, you could argue over the last 18 or 19 years, they've always had a guy that's like, can't be that bad, we have him at quarterback. And and this year just didn't happen. And, and you know, it showed, right? Uh, Mitch Griffiths is in the, the transfer portal. Like, it showed. Dave Clawson was doing everything he could there for a while. Smoke and mirrors, right? A lot, a lot of duct tape and chewing gum. Shoelaces holding it all together, but it, it, it didn't really work. Uh, and because of that, they end up off the podium. I do wonder, do you think Sam Hartman regrets the, the transfer? To Notre Dame? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Well, just the, the Notre Dame season obviously didn't go how they were hoping it would go. Oh, yeah. Uh, obviously, he had some individual success, but... He could have done things like put the ACC touchdowns record so far into the distance that nobody would ever catch it. He could have done things at, at, at Wake. Uh, and also, Wake would have, like they would have won more games at Wake. So I know they wish he would have stuck around. I'm just curious, you know, if he knew the games that he was going to lose at Wake Forest were games he was going to lose at Wake Forest. Or sorry, games he was going to lose at Notre Dame were games he was going to lose at Notre Dame. Maybe he stays at Wake. Thought exercise. What ifs, right? Life's unanswerable questions. Bronze medal. This one was, by the way, bronze and silver for me were by far the most difficult to to choose. This was close. I gave the bronze to UNC. Hmm. And you know what? The the first person, speaking of uh, good interactions I had on Twitter, Dennis and I were sitting over at our desks and we made the decision to put bronze at UNC. And I was the one that said it first, so throw your arrows at me. Um... Like, I was the one that suggested it, and, and then we went back and forth on it. Uh, over the weekend, um, there's a there's a high-profile transfer out there, Noah Rogers, uh, five-star wide receiver from Ohio State. And when that news was broken that he was going into the transfer portal, I put NC State dot, 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 lurking on Twitter. Which, by the way, I think they are, and I think there's a good chance they get him. A lot of connections there. Um, a UNC fan kind of told me, like, hey – why is UNC not lurking too? Are you getting a little one way with your your coverage? And I had to tell him it might seem that way, but that's based on North Carolina's results. Mm-hmm. Like I try to call them like I see them, and yeah, I could see why over the last six weeks, seven weeks, you might think I'm anti North Carolina, but that's because they're putting something out there that if I comment on honestly, is going to sound like I'm being negative to North Carolina. Uh, and that's largely what this this comes down to, right? Uh, North Carolina collapsed more aggressively in the second half of the season. Um, 
than the person, the team that finishes with the silver medal did. And they don't have as many reasons why, right? Their, their team is more talented. North Carolina's team is, quite frankly, too good to finish with eight wins. Mm-hmm. Their quarterback is too good. Uh, their, their playmakers on offense were too good. And that goes for the wide receivers, but also Omari and Hampton. Uh, their offensive line was too good. Their tight ends were too good. Their coaching staff, uh, their their defense, especially when you get further and further away from the the edge rushers. But Cayman Rucker is a, a ball and edge rusher. Mm-hmm. He's a really good player. Cedric Gray is too good. Like they had too many guys that were too good to win eight games, which was the tiebreaker for me. Because you look at them in bronze. It's I mean it's no secret silver is going to be Duke. We'll just go ahead and say it before we get there. They UNC had the same wins as Duke, same amount of wins as Duke. They. Didn't win their bowl game. Granted, it was a tougher opponent, but they didn't win their bowl game. But they had way, way better players. If you end up in the same place with way, way better players, I think it's worse that you ended up there. That's what I'm getting. Like that. See, this is I make fun of the college football playoff committee so often. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with the same things here, right? I understand the head-to-head happened. About to say, Tim, there's a head-to-head involved here. It was a double overtime victory over Duke's third-string quarterback. At home, yeah. That's – I'm not going to be like, oh, head-to-head has to go in that direction when you look at the context of it. By the way, I think both of these teams wish this season went very differently. Oh, for sure. Like, I don't think think either of these teams are celebrating being on the podium here. They both had eyes on being the gold medalist. Silver, Duke. And and I have to admit – a large amount of the resume that they put together to to get the silver medal this year came in the, the first half of the season <laughs> when they were one of the stories of the college football season. I like I don't know it's it feels like a weird fever dream that was that was like two years ago when Colorado was nationally ranked and Duke was was playing night games on ABC like every single weekend. Uh, obviously, both team seasons went went differently from that point forward. Uh, but Duke was, and Riley Leonard specifically, was one of the stories of the first like month and a half of the season. Riley Leonard with all those tough, uh, tough runs for forty yards, where he's bouncing off defenders and finding a way to win. The grit he was he was rising up draft boards, right? With certain draft nicks and draft gurus putting him in the first round predictions for this upcoming draft. Now, again, injuries happened, the, the loss happened, uh, another loss happened, another loss happened, uh, and, and your coach left in the middle of the night. So there are things that draw you back, which is why you're not going to grab the gold medalist. But, uh, but here's what I'm going to say about Duke. And this is, again, it is not 2020 hindsight. This is not what everybody does at the end of a year and just says they predicted everything that happened the previous year. Uh in the preseason, you can go find it. I'm sure it's on our YouTube. I know it's on our podcast. We said Duke was going to be the best 6-6 six and six team in the country because they were coming off nine wins last year. They were coming into this year with what I thought was a better team than last year, but their schedule looked brutal. And I was going, they're going to play tough teams. They're going to play them well. They're going to lose some games, that, that and they're going to be the 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 best 6-6 six and six team in the country, and they're going to run over someone in the bowl game. They ended up winning seven regular season games and still getting a win in a bowl game. So maybe they over uh, overperformed. I'm not willing to say that. 
And that leaves gold. That leaves our gold medalist. NC State. They end up on top of the podium for the year. Uh, for the basic reasons, they won the most games, right? They, they, more importantly, they dealt with adversity, right? Once, once Duke, once North Carolina, once Wake kind of got on down skids. And by, by the way, every team in North Carolina went on down skids at point in times this year, right? There was nobody that was a uh, you know, 11 and two or 11 and one uh, into a bowl game team, uh, when NC State went on their down skid, it didn't stay down. The other teams had a much, much more difficult time picking themselves up by the bootstraps, fixing whatever problems were ailing them, and turning it around. Once North Carolina got going in the wrong direction, they lost, what was it, five of their last seven with their only wins against Campbell and Duke in double overtime against their third-string quarterback? Mm -hmm. Once once Riley Leonard got hurt and, and seriously, like, actually stepped back and wasn't trying to play over and over and over again. Duke's season never really got back on track. Wake Forest never really got on track at all. NC State, they got off track early. Don't get me wrong. But they're the team that that figured it out. And they, what was it, five-game win streak to end the the regular season? I don't know, Pop-Tart Bowl didn't go their way, but I don't know. Maybe they were distracted by that scary-looking mascot known as the Pop-Tart Bowl mascot. Yeah, that Pop-Tart Bowl. Had <laughs> some some eyeballs on it. <laughs> but I, I give them credit for uh, you know, and obviously they won more games than anyone else. So I could always lean on that and say, "Ha, that's my reason. Can't argue with it. Wins matter, and move on." It does to us, even if it doesn't to the college football playoff committee. Yeah, well, there's that. Well, here's the thing: all three triangle teams mm-hmm. again wake off the podium, but the three triangle teams. State beat Carolina. Carolina beat Duke. Yeah. Duke beat State. Beat, so, beat him in a circle. Yeah. Or triangle. Oh, look at that. Should have should have done that. And all three triangle teams end up on the podium. So That's if true. you're super locally uh, a favorite, you got what you wanted. You got what you want. Where will they finish next year? Hmm. Ooh, there's the question. I said this before the bowl game, so I just want to be clear. I'm staying consistent. The college football playoff was a good time. The the the, the semifinals appropriate. Oh, those games are awesome. Uh, got to watch the SEC get shut out of the finals. I enjoyed hey, that. I enjoyed that. that. Michael Penix Jr. looked like an absolute stud. Mm-hmm. Right. The uh, the the we got to see Nick Saban lose, and then we had to see Harbaugh wins on nah. six six to one half dozen to the other. If <laughs> you ask Panthers me, Panthers head coach. Uh, oh. Um, not if Michigan can pay him enough money to stick around. Uh, but I said all this before the bowl games, and I want to re- reiterate it even after all of the fun results. Uh, Florida State deserved to be in the college football playoff. They got blown out by Georgia. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's not like I watched the game and went, hey, a few bounces, they could be winning. That's that's not, not what I'm saying here. Blowing out and there was that. But I will say this. Even Georgia's coach knew it wasn't a legit blowout. Post-game, Kirby Smart was like, we got to do something about the opt-outs. He didn't say that that plainly, but that's what he was saying. He was going, we got to do something about the opt-outs. You all watched that too. He wasn't saying, hey, we did such a good job that we won by a billion trillion. He was saying, that's not a legitimate football game, and I didn't enjoy it. So even he acknowledged that's not Florida State at their best. But let's pretend it was legit, okay? 
Let's pretend it was. Let's pretend that Florida State sent out all their studs, that, that Keon Coleman played, and, and uh, uh, I mean, everyone played. I, I, Jared Verse and everybody else. I'm not, I'm not going to list the 47 trillion people that sat out for them. But let's pretend they all played and they still got smashed. By winning all of their games in a Power 5 conference and by scheduling aggressively in their non-conference schedule, beating LSU, beating Florida, going undefeated, winning a Power 5 conference championship, they earned the right to find out for themselves if they'd get blown out on the biggest stage. TCU last year should have gotten blown out by Michigan, but they won the game. They earned the right to go to the next round and get blown out by Georgia. That's what happens. You earn the right. It's it's a sport still. I know it's an entertainment product, and I talk a lot about how it needs to be entertaining and coaches need to uh, be better with the media because it's entertaining and entertaining. It's also a sport. There have been a lot of blowouts over the years in the college football playoff, and not once have I said those teams didn't deserve to be in the college football playoff unless their resume that got them into the college football playoff wasn't good enough. They earned the right to get blown out, which is an ugly part of the system. With that being said, ready for this? This is where this is where it gets a little, little crazy. There's, there's a possible reason to believe that Florida State would not have gotten blown out. Florida State could have put up 116 passing yards and 4.4 yards per play with 15 practices to prep their backup, uh, their, their backup quarterback. That's what Alabama put up. That's what Alabama put up. That's a good point. Jalen Milrow was not out there like, oh, ho, ho, starting quarterback, no team could have any success without that guy. Mm-hmm. And Alabama as a full roster is not the Alabama this year that we've come to see in years past of Nick Saban. This might even be one of Nick Saban's, if not his best, one of his best coaching jobs, just making that team get as far as they got. Florida State's defense was very good this year. Trey Benson is a very good running back. Their two wide receivers, Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson, are great at making contested catches. And if I have to play a quarterback that's not completely up to speed, I want the two guys that are great at contested catches. Oh, man, I made a bad read and threw it to Keon Coleman. He was covered. No, 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 that's a good throw. That's a good read to Keon Coleman. And he's only guarded by two guys? Toss it up to Johnny Wilson. He's 6'7". And if you don't know all these guys that I'm mentioning, you will because they're all going to be in the NFL draft this year. And then you're going to think to yourself, wow, Florida State, with all these guys getting drafted, they were still seen as not not as good as Alabama or not as good as Texas, who, by the way, were the two teams that, that were argued against. Right, Michigan and Washington, they were undefeated. Unless you're getting really nitpicky with the the cheating scandals going on at Michigan, everybody kind of agreed Michigan and Washington were going to be in. It was who are the other two? In my opinion, Florida State should have been the first draft pick of the others, and then the the fourth can be you know fought for by Texas and Alabama and whoever else you want to you want to have fight for it. Now those two games last night they were fun, they were entertaining. Dennis, I know you thought they were a, a blast to watch. Oh, they were absolutely good time overall. They both come down to the very last play. It was easy to stay up till one a.m., which is a compliment to the games. It was that was hard. <laughs> A little paying for it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I'll, I'll put it this way, right? 
Um, as fun as they are, if you're just picking fun, Georgia's probably in, right? If you're like Georgia, Bama is is the first uh uh because they would have been a run it back, right? And then maybe heck, Ohio State, Michigan or something like that would have been the other final. And, and like if you were just picking for entertainment, then all right, let's just do that, right? Let's just make sure that the best quarterbacks are in every single year. And heck, throw Jaden Daniels in there. He's the Heisman Trophy winner. Put him in there because he's entertaining. Like it's not just picking entertaining. That's what they did. They did pick two very entertaining games. And last night about 1230, I was happy they did. But but in a big term as a competitor, as an athlete, as a fan of sports, the teams that deserve it have to get in. And That'd be the case next year. Yes, but, I mean, as I've said time and time and time again, no matter how big you expand it, the 13th team is going to be upset. Like, in, in this year, does Louisville get in? Probably not. And then Probably what not. are we doing? We're sitting here going, the ACC deserves more respect because they only got one team in, and it was Florida State and Louisville just because they lost. it. We'd be doing the whole rigmarole all over again because the ACC is never going to be, uh, uh, or at least not for a while, going to be seen on par with these other conferences. And I'm just going to sit here and get ahead of it and say the same argument I'm making for Florida State this year, if, if another team is 13th in the country next year and they don't get in, if they're the 13th team in the country and they don't get into the 12-team playoff, I will be comparing resumes, and they better not just be choosing a team that has SEC on, as a patch on their jersey just because they have SEC on a patch on their jersey. That's what I'm saying. Just like I, but we'll do this all over again. I saw what was it, Joe Lenardi for for March Madness getting set already. Has only uh, he did his predi- predictions for how many teams each conference is going to get? Mm-hmm. Had the ACC getting four, four. They had the Mountain West getting five. I'm gonna st- I'm I'm gonna stay on this. Okay, yeah. I'm not arguing just just for the ACC blindly. I'm arguing for the ACC with facts and figures. What, the, the ACC, how many times are you going to get four in while the ACC or the SEC and the Big Ten get nine each and then the ACC has more final four teams? Like how many times is it going to happen? Facts and figures.